Thank you, everybody, for joining us today on Body Ecology Living with Donna Gates. That's me. We're going to be talking today with my friend Linda Osman. We have several important topics I know you're going to be excited to learn about. And I want to introduce you, first of all, to Linda. She's an avid health, fitness, and nutrition enthusiast and has been since her early 20s. But she ran into problems with hypothyroidism, hormone imbalances, and adrenal fatigue beginning in her late 30s. Now, that sounds like a lot of us. I know many people can identify with that. Linda actually um, attributes um, those problems, those health problems, to years of strenuous exercise. In other words, the wrong kind of exercise for her body. Um, Also to excessive stress to digestive dysfunction, and to detoxification issues. So we're going to be talking about uh, the things that Linda has learned to do to pull herself out of those, uh, you know, balancing her hormones, getting her thyroid and adrenal working well, digestion working well. Uh, and, And these are topics that I think are not even on your radar screen right now. So I'm glad you're joining us today. And Linda, thank you so much for coming. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm I'm excited. Well, people always like to, to know a little bit more about you, like your journey. How did you, I know, you know, by the time you were 30, you were aware that you were kind of falling apart in a mess. And so many of us can identify with it. I certainly can. But then what happened? Like, how, what was, how did you get out of the hole you were in? Well, I definitely was having adrenal fatigue at that time. And like I said, developing um, thyroid hypothyroidism. And through um, Mary Showman, who is a famous thyroid patient advocate, some of her writings, she was actually getting a lot of feedback from thyroid patients who said, please check out this method of movement, these workouts, because it's the only thing that we've done that seems to be improving our thyroid health and it doesn't wipe us out, doesn't tax our adrenals or overtax our adrenals. And so um, through that, I was introduced to a method of um, mindful movement because it's a brain-body workout called T-TAP. And the originator, um, the name of the workout T-TAP comes from the woman who designed it. And her name is Teresa Tapp. And she's an expert exercise um, physiologist. So as I learned about T-TAP and I started doing it, then... um, I realized that annually there are some T-TAP challenges that Teresa Tapp puts out there for you to define your own um, health experience. What would you like to see improvement in your your body? And for some people that may be inch loss. Now for me, there were a lot of health challenges. And so I defined what I would like to do and used only T-TAP methods during a period of 60 days. And then I submitted photos and um, an essay about my experience. And I really had remarkable results. And so Teresa decided that I was a category winner and I was able to go to a retreat that she does and, and learn even more. So after actually two consecutive years that happened where I was a winner, and then I realized this information that I'm learning is so valuable I decided to become a trainer and really in the beginning, it was only (laughs) so that I could pass this information on my children. I thought this is like a lost art understanding about posture and movement and alignment and the lymphatic system that no one talks about. And then of course I couldn't, I couldn't keep it just to our family. So I started training other clients. And so that's, that's kind of my story. I'm all about educating and so is Teresa Tapp. And so I know you are as well. So it's, I'm, I'm really thrilled to merge together and see how we can educate your audience. Well, you said something really important and very true, and that is that people don't know anything much about their limb system. Um, when we think about the digestive system, our cardiovascular system, our brain, uh, just everything, every other organ in our body but the limb system. I, I don't know why uh, that just hasn't been on people's radar screen, but it's such an important part of our body to know about. Um I was, it always surprises me to, when I realized that, you know, I talk about gut health all the time, but if you look at the gut, if you go to a, you know, like a open up Google Safari or something, and then you type in that you want a, a picture of the gut, you'll notice that, 
it's all you know, it shows the colon, small intestine, all that. But there's a whole bunch of lymph nodes, huge amount of lymph is in the gut. So that's what's going on there. That's why we, when we, whenever you hear the term gut associated lymphoid tissue, that's in the gut. And when they say our immune system is there, that means the immune system's in that gut associated lymphoid tissue. So we have this big, massive lymph. A pool of lymph in our gut, and I want people to have this vision in their head that of their um, abdominal region and their their intestines, but realize that you've got the lymph there, and when you have toxins in your intestines, uh, small or large intestine, when you've got bacteria that are secreting toxins, which are called lipopolysaccharides, and many other you know things that they secrete, all of that is going straight into the lymph system and then being carried throughout the body. So Linda, could you just take it from here and describe the lymph system, like um, what it does and why we have one? Yes. So the lymphatic system is pretty extensive throughout the entire body. You will find um, parts of it down in your feet, all the way up the body, through the extremities to the arm, up into the head, and now just a brand new discovery that came out of the University of Virginia, a very exciting um, discovery that the lymph tissue vessels actually extend up and around the brain. So that's a new discovery. We have in the lymphatic network, we have vessels, we have ducts, D-U-C-T-S, ducts. And one of the most important ones that I would like to mention is the thoracic duct. So that's located in the thoracic part of the spine, upper back region. And it drains, I would say um, from diagrams, probably 75% of the lymph fluid in the body. So that's a really important duct to know about. And well, in- Would you describe where that is better? Because I don't know. I mean, I don't think everyone knows what thoracic duct, you know. Okay, just sure. Get a better picture there. Okay, so the thoracic duct um, is between the shoulder blades on the upper side. I was looking on a diagram to see, and I can't see anyone that pinpoints it, but I'm going to say around T4, around the um, thoracic vertebrae, around that area. And that will control the dumping of the lymph for the whole entire left side of the body, the whole lower body, the left side of the face. So that all of the lymphatic fluid is going to come through that thoracic duct. Then there's also on the right side, there's a right lymphatic duct that only manages the right side of the face, almost just under the breast area, maybe to the waist on the right side and the right arm. So most of it is this thoracic duct, very important. So in T-TAP um, method of movement, Teresa has designed a method from studying the lymphatic system that allows us to do specific movements that will drain that duct so that we don't get stagnation there. So very, very important. So Linda, let's say somebody's having problems with their ear, they're losing their hearing or uh, maybe cataracts forming on the right side of their eyes. Is that because they're developing toxins? Because the lymph, say, on the right side of the body wouldn't be draining? I mean, could there... That's, that could be very likely. Now, I've also heard this, and I wonder if you have too, Donna, about some people say that if you have problems on the, the right side of your body, then you have problems on the right side of your colon, or I'm sorry, of your um, GI tract. Mm-hmm. The um, I have to get this right. It would be the ascending, right? The ascending. The right side uh, is the ascending, colon, and then there's mm-hmm. the transverse, and then the uh, left is your descending. So, are you saying that the right? I have heard this. I have heard this, and um, this is this is a philosophy that that and the gentleman that I heard it from was very prominent in the lymphatic system. So, I'm just throwing this out there as one train of thought that problems on the right side of the body could have some connection with some blockage also in the gut on the right side of the ascending colon and possibly part of the transverse colon and on the left side, the descending colon. You know, as people get um, older, they start to form things like 
cataracts on their eye, maybe just one of them, or maybe one ear starts to not hear as well, right or left ear. I just wondered, because the limb system is carrying away the toxins, that maybe they're not detoxifying. The, these, the, the cataract forms, for example, because we're not detoxifying well. And it just was just a thought that ran into my mind. Yes, and I think that that is, is a very likely cause. So either through those major lymphatic ducts on the right and left side, and then also special attention to the colon and how it's working. And of course, you know a lot about that. And as you said, we have the the um, GALT, the G-A-L-T, the gut-associated lymphoid tissue, especially in the small intestine. That's, that's very important as well, uh, part of the lymphatic system. And then we have a lot of the people, a lot of people, a lot of your listeners, I'm sure have heard of lymph nodes. So those are like little pumping and filtering stations that I'll talk about in a minute. But then I'll go to the organs that are also part of the lymphatic system. Some of us, I'm sure, have heard of the spleen or we've heard of the thymus gland. Most people probably don't know where that thymus gland is. And some people don't even have one. As we get older, it shrinks. It's enormous when we're a fetus, just enormous. And then it shrinks. And as we get older, like by the time somebody's 80, they may not have a thymus anymore. That's interesting. I don't think I realize that. Um, now, I wonder how much of that could be just from lack of stimulation mm-hmm. yeah. of the thymus gland. So let me just give your listeners a really quick um, practical tool that they can use if they want to stimulate that thymus gland. Um, it's located behind the sternum, behind the breastbone. And so if you want to just take your fingertips or your hand like you're knocking on a door, that, that works too. And you can just do what I call the thymus thump. <laughs> you can just thump right there on your breastbone. Um, I would say between your neck and the, you know, breast line there. And you can just thump on and that helps to stimulate the thymus gland. The thymus gland also helps to generate those T cells, the lymphocytes. So it's very important part of your immune system and part of your lymphatic system. Yeah, I'm glad you um, tied that in. What about the spleen? What does the spleen do? Why do we have one? How does it work? Okay, the spleen is one of those um, lymphatic tissue organs and it filters the blood and removes cellular debris. So let me explain how we get that cellular debris. So the lymphatic system, um, I, I said it has vessels. So those vessels are going to pick up interstitial fluid, which is fluid that's in the body tissues in between the cells. It's going to take that fluid, carry it through the vessels into the lymph nodes. Now the lymph nodes have white blood cells in there. And the other thing besides the fluid itself that was picked up by those vessels were bacteria, viruses, parasites, even possibly cancer cells. So those are all collected into the lymph nodes And those are like little filtering stations. So those um, white blood cells are going to attack and kill and break down those unwanted pathogens there. And then that cellular debris is going to have to be excreted out through the normal detox pathways that that you always talk about and you're familiar with. And the cleaned up lymph is going to be dumped back into the bloodstream to recirculate. Now you said cleaned up lymph. I mean, I, I guess if there's constant toxins go, coming out of the gut, there's not going to be, uh, eventually the lymph system can't handle those toxins. We're not cleaning up anymore, would, would you say? Or? Well, you're saying if the, if the gut is continually backed up on toxins? Mm-hmm. And we're taking question? in toxins all the time. You know, we're breathing them in and drinking and eating the wrong food and all, which of course that's going to get down to the gut. And we've got these toxins always going into our body. Our poor lymph system isn't designed to handle that toxic burden. That is true. Um, and th- the reason that um, Teresa designed the movements that she did originally, let me talk a little bit about her background so you can get a picture of it. You said that a lot of us aren't aware of the lymphatic system, and this is true. Um, Teresa became keenly aware of the lymphatic system Um, first not by choice, (laughs) eventually by choice. First because her mother um, died very young from a rare form of cancer. And so she watched her go through the traditional treatments and saw what that did, you know, the toxicity to her body. Um, Then Teresa 
as we do when something affects us, we decide we're going to do something about it. She learned how to try to take negative in life and turn it to a positive. And so she studied um, in college and university. Um, she was she started out in pre-med and was going to rid the world of cancer, you know, help everyone not have to go through what her mother went through. At that time, she also learned that she had the same genetic profile and was starting to see swelling in her lymph nodes under her arm. Doctors predicted that she would not be around with us after age 30, but she's almost double that now and is doing quite well. Um, Just a comment that we are not, our DNA is not our destiny, as you know. But she studied the lymphatic system to help other cancer patients to relieve lymph edema, which we can talk about what that is, swelling of that lymphatic fluid. And, um, and these patients started have, and to clear the toxins, you were talking about toxins of the chemotherapy and different treatments that they were needing to take. So she honed in on the lymphatic system when no one else was really even looking at it for herself out of necessity and to help others. And then she discovered as she started incorporating this type of movement into these cancer patients and with herself she would see the swelling of the lymph glands go down. She would see just a whole range of health issues improve in people. And then as a nice side effect, people were losing a lot of inches. But that's, to me, icing on the cake. The idea is that we have wonderful body moving as it's supposed to and and ideal health. So... It is key, as you said, as we're taking in toxins, sometimes just our daily life, we're getting you know, toxins that we don't want, we're breathing them in, we're eating them, or we have to take a specific drug if that's your choice to treat something. So we want a way to keep the lymph flowing. Now, this is really important to understand that we have a heart to pump our blood and to keep it circulating. We have no major organ in our body designed to pump the lymph and to keep it moving. That's why we need to rely on movement and on various other modalities that that I can mention if you would like. But we need methods of keeping the lymphatic fluid flowing or we run into health problems. Linda, you mentioned that people would gain weight and they'd have swelling under their arms and in various places. I mean, the top of the you know, where the legs join the body is a major pool of lymph around, um, uh, you know, above the breast where the arm drains the body, major pool of lymph too. And so those people can have swelling there as well. I've, you know, people have told me that they have swelling there. Now, swelling, yes, and weight gain, but what would be some of the other symptoms of a sluggish uh, lymph system? Okay, so I mentioned that the lymph fluid is is needing to remain in motion, in movement, and, and to do its filtering job. But if you can imagine a stream or something where it becomes stagnant, then we have trouble because then the lymphatic fluid can, be, can become very thick and even acidic. So then where we're looking at the those lymph nodes to be the place to clean up the bacteria and the viruses, now it becomes an acidic breeding ground for them to grow. So when that happens, those wastes and those toxins build up in the body. You can feel very, very sick, as, as I'm sure you know, and, and your patients <laughs> understand this, even your autistic, um, those on the spectrum will understand. The other thing is you can get the, the fluid... Um, the lymph edema, the fluid, that puffiness that builds up in the tissues, like you said, especially extremities, because we need to continually pump that lymph to get it back up into the body. So some people have what they call cankles, where the calf and the ankles are kind of just one mass, like a tree trunk. They don't Mm -hmm. have any definition. Mm -hmm. Well, that's the pooling of the lymph in that area. And so um, within TTAP, we even have finger and foot fitness movements that we do to keep the lymph flowing and to keep, you know, to specially target certain areas. So that's really important. Also, you could experience tender, hard, swollen lymph nodes, you know, in the neck. The head is a real common place where this can happen. 
you can see tonsillitis, even cystic acne, or fibrocystic tissue can develop because you've got that thickening of the lymph. Um, this was an interesting thing that I learned. There, there are lymph nodes almost between all of the joints and bones. So you can feel achy in your bones, you know, in your joints, you can feel like there's something going wrong. And if you are one who does chiropractic adjustments and let's say the chiropractor adjusts your back or your neck and it just won't stay in place, well, there's a possibility that you've got swollen lymph nodes there and it just won't allow it to go back into position. Hmm, That's really interesting. Wow, I didn't know that. So, you know, a common um, tool that people purchase is a rebounder. I have one, a Bellicon, that I love. It's like great, but obviously it's big and round and I can't take it with me on a trip. (laughs) So, (laughs) and a lot of times I'm just so busy. I just, you know, it's right there. I walk right by it. I don't even notice it, but I when I do it, I feel fantastic, and I've seen people have gorgeous bodies from just that. That's all they do is they just literally get on their uh, trampoline, you know, their uh, rebounder, and they bounce and bounce and bounce, but their muscles look so toned and well-defined. It's just always amazed me. But obviously, you can't take your mini-tramp with you. So the T-tapping sounds quite fascinating. So could you describe a little bit more about that? Like, is it hard to learn? Is it... Uh, and and you told me one time that you can even do a little bit on the you, there are movements that you can do on the airplane. I wish I'd known that. I just flew back from Australia, and I would would have been nice to do that because I you know you just sit there and stagnate for fourteen hours. So how about telling us more about the T tap? Like, is it hard to do? And and then if you don't mind, move into some give give us some examples. Sure. No, I wouldn't say it's hard to do um, when when you incorporate all the T-tap principles into the what we call the stance or the form, at first that might feel a little awkward um, because what we're doing is we're engaging all of the muscle tissue. We're, we're engaging the full fiber of the muscle tissue. So let me explain the difference between isometric and isotonic movement because T-tap engages the isometric movement. So with your muscles, you have a place of origin and a place of insertion with, with the bone so that that's where they're connected. With your traditional exercise, which is isotonic, you're really only building up the belly or the center of that muscle. Now with T-tap, we're trying to, if you could imagine, you've got a wet towel in your hands, okay? So you're holding your hands out. You've got one end of the towel, the hand towel, let's say, um, in one hand and the other hand, the other hand, <laughs> end of the towel in the other hand and you pull it apart, if you pull that towel apart, there's a good chance you're going to see fluid, the water coming out, like like you're pulling like a rubber band. You're going to see fluid starting to drain. And that's exactly what the T-tap movements do. It's like a squeegee that comes and just, you know, squeezes out the extra fluid and the toxins out of the tissue. So that's um, one way that the movements are, are different. Now you asked, um, is it hard to learn? You have different degrees, but what I would like to talk about are the muscle activation principles, the TTAP principles that are woven into the workouts. And when I say the workouts, we have a variety of workouts that can be tailored to your needs and it can be an at-home program done with a a DVD. But what I love about TTAP is that you can sneak it into your everyday activities of what you're doing if you, once you understand the principles. So in that way, that's, that's not difficult at all. What we want to do is we want to learn how to engage those muscles in an isometric way so that we're getting long, lean, like dancer muscles rather than those bulky muscles. And one reason that's important too is we want to prevent injury. So if you have a lot of bulk, um, it's kind of uneven, imbalanced, and we want to balance out those muscles so that we can prevent injury as well. So TTAP is about strengthening your core, about um, spinal alignment. And, and spinal alignment is really, really important for overall health and even gut health because if we're slumping, guess what we're doing to those internal organs? We're 
smushing them. We're not allowing them to operate the way they were designed. So TTAP is about helping your body help itself to heal, rehab, recover, um, you know, make the most of, of what your body was designed to do. So you mentioned the rebounder and rebounders are good. Um, they are stimulating that lymphatic movement. What I would love to see if someone was going to be doing a rebounder or any other type of fitness is that they would learn TTAP principles and apply them to that so that when you're doing those rebounding, you're protecting and strengthening your joints. What we want is strength and flexibility in our muscles and in our joints so that we don't you know, incur injury. So TTAP was also designed to be a rehabilitative workout. We get a lot of people, a lot of clients who come who've had rotator cuff surgery or frozen shoulder or knees, you know, that are bad. Um, our positioning of our, our feet, um, the positioning of our shoulders, everything should be in proper alignment for the body to work right and for us to get the most out of all of our organs and tissues and lymphatic system and circulatory system and gut system. So it's pretty all-inclusive. It's a holistic body workout. And that's what I love about TTAP. Well, where would you suggest that somebody start? I mean, I'm sold. (laughs) I'm sure everybody's (laughs) listening is totally enrolled. Let's do it. Um, Where does someone start? Where does someone start? All right. I love giving people a free TTEP workout survey that I will then look over and say, okay, in your condition with what you've got going on with your, um, your joints or these certain conditions, autoimmune conditions or your energy level, adrenal fatigue, these are the workouts that I would recommend for you if you're looking for an at-home program. Um, I can also teach people virtually via Skype or online, do personal training with them to help them to understand the form, the principles. How can I incorporate this in my daily life? If I'm, I've got one client who does landscaping. So I'm teaching her, okay, let's think about how are you carrying that wheelbarrow? (laughs) You know, how are your hands positioned? What are your, you know, what is your upper body doing when you do that? How are you walking? How can you hold the shovel and dig? Or how can you get down on your knees to work and do it optimally so that you are engaging your muscles? You're actually getting a, a nice workout at the same time. You're preventing injury. You're rehabbing, rehabbing and strengthening your joints. You're moving your lymphatic fluid and you're doing a whole body workout. Like I said, even sitting, you mentioned sitting on the plane or sitting at your desk. We really should be moving the lymphatic fluid all the time. So if you'd like, I can walk you through a simple exercise of how we can keep the lymphatic fluid moving next time you're on an airplane. Mm-hmm, please. That would be great. Okay. Everybody's okay. flying, I think. Way <laughs> too much and in such a toxic environment. Right. We're well, even if we're not flying, we're sitting, right? We're in front of the computer doing our work or whatever. But there's an interesting thing you can go to um, type in aerotoxic syndrome, and you'll see that there's a whole lot of information uh, out there on the internet explaining about how these days, you know, we get these. Um, uh, what happens when we're flying is that the airplane fuel actually gets put back through into the airplane, and we are exposed to that. That's just the way the airplanes are designed. And some of the pilots have begun suing the airlines and winning. On the news over here, you never hear about it. They've kept it very quiet. But in other countries, uh, it, it, it does come up. Recently, a pilot, it was on BBC, recently a pilot sued for, um, you know, he, he, was, he was really sick. And um, I forget exactly if he had cancer, what was his problem. But anyway, he sued and won on major U.S. airline here. Uh, but there's absolutely nothing about this in our news. So, the, you know, people need to look and be aware of aerotoxic syndrome, and that's spelled A-E-R-O, toxic syndrome. Um, I'm very aware of it. I, honestly, we really should all be flying with masks. And, and, of course, getting up and moving. And it's interesting because, um, who did I fly back on? Uh, Virgin Air, um, Virgin Australia, I guess. And they have a little video in the very beginning telling you to, 
you know, get up and reach up and move your arms and, you know, turn your ankles around in a circle and all that. But obviously that's not enough. So listening to what you're about to say is probably priceless. Well, good. And I'm not really too surprised to hear about, I had not heard of aerotoxic syndrome, but it's not shocking to me either. I, I feel like when we're pumping gas at the gas station and doing those other things, the fumes are quite toxic and we do need to be aware of that. And when you start looking at people's genes, most people can't uh, have, don't, don't have the genetic makeup to clear those toxins. So they're the ones that are most at risk. And, and after you've flown a bunch of times, uh, like say, you know, a lot of people have to fly professionally for work, for example, and they might, they begin to realize, well, every time I come home, I'm so tired and I've got to go to bed for a day or two and I feel awful. They don't realize the exposure of toxins that they're getting on the plane. So this would be a wonderful tool to to know. So please explain what can we do in an airline to move our lymph? Yes, I will be glad to do that. I just want to also mention, I know that the EMFs are probably also a factor when we fly. Oh, definitely. And I prefer, obviously, for a long flight to have a window seat, but that's where the worst uh, radiation is coming from. So um, the aisle seat is a better choice, although you can't, you don't have anything to lean up against to sleep, but, you know, it's most dangerous at the window. Oh, that's interesting. And and the other thing, the tip that I've heard is also to fly at night is mm. actually better. It's actually better for you. Very good. Well, let's let's go through just some very, very basic things that you could do while you're in your seat. Now, typically, if I was going to take someone through a seated workout and um, another aspect that I need to mention about TTAP, one of the reasons that I'm really, really in favor of it is that it can be applied to a person of any fitness level, even someone that might be bound to a wheelchair. So I really, I really like that. So normally, and I'm not sure if you can do this on an airplane, you're kind of restricted on your leg space. But ideally, if we were going to be doing seated movements, we would want our chair to be um, at a height where the hips and the knees are parallel to the floor. In other words, um, like a tabletop position. And obviously we don't have those, we don't have those options on an airplane. So you do the best you can. But we would want hips and knees to come directly out from the body and then ankles directly under knees. So whenever you sit, please don't have your feet back underneath your chair. You're really restricting the lymphatic movement there. So we want to be in alignment. The other thing to mention is that we want the toes directly straight ahead, even when you're walking. So if you can change one thing, (laughs) just starting today, when you're walking, keep your toes straight ahead so that you're going to really be doing minimal damage on your your knee joints when you walk. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to have you take the palms of your hand and put them up high on the tops of your thighs. So if you can do this with me and your listeners can do it. I want you to inhale, and as you exhale, push on the palms of your hand and push your ribs up really, really tall. So what you're trying to do is get as much space as you can between your ribs and your hip, okay? So we're nice, nice big posture, straight posture. Now what I'm going to have you do is I just want you to see what this feels like. As your ribs are nice up tall, your feet are flat on the floor, I want you to just press your heels into the ground on the floor. And you should feel a lot of your muscles tightening on your, above your kneecaps, down into your calves. Can you feel that? Okay. So now I want you to try this. Put your, the ball joint of your, behind your big toe. I want you to press that into the ground as you pull your toes up. Some people have more movement in here than others, but try to Lift your toes and even spread them open if you can. Now you should feel even more activity in your calf there. Now, um, some people consider, and Teresa Tapp has mentioned this, this is the way she views it, the calf muscle can be considered like the heart muscle of our lymphatic system. So pumping that calf muscle is going to help to bring the lymphatic fluid back up into the body and recirculating. So even if you just pushed your feet into the ground... 
Now, part of T-tap would be using our joints. So if you want to push out the knee so that you can feel the weight come off of that ball joint of your big toe, now spread those toes open and let them relax. Spread them out and let them relax. Keep the feet pushing into the ground as you open toes and relax. This is just one simple way that you can keep that lymph moving as you're sitting on your airplane flight. And you should feel, you're actually getting workout in your legs if you can feel that. Now, I'm not taking you through everything that I would do with someone that was, um, you know, if we were doing a complete seated workout, but that's one way, a simple way. You can also take your hands and you can do things pretty discreetly. No one would know that you were doing that with your feet. You can also just with your hands, let's say that your palms are... um, facing the ground. They're not sitting on your on your um, lap or anything, but they're up above you, um, just at like your waist height. You can s- do the same thing with those fingers, spread them out, and then flip the hands over and pull your elbows back as your shoulders come up and your ribs go up really t- tall and not make a tight fist, but just kind of close those fingers up. Then reach out again slightly, spread the hands open, bring them in with the elbows, ribs up as the hands come in. So basically a pumping motion, any kind of pumping motion with your hands, with your feet, and then I'm I'm very much simplifying this, but we can get into a lot more detail with T-TAP when you start learning the principles of how do we engage all of the muscles in the body at the same time even with some of the movements so that we can get a full body pumping going on and be toning those muscles and eliminating toxins. It feels great. I I already feel different. That's great. Good. You can feel some movement going. That's good. That's what you Mm -hmm. want. You want to keep the movement going very much. So you can actually work with someone, right, through a Skype call and show them these exercises. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, What I have found works really well for people if they want an at-home fitness program, then I can give them the free survey and and let them know where to start and they can just either do that on their own or what really has worked well because form is a little bit, um, I don't want to say tricky, but the form form is important in in T-TAP. Now, what I just showed you was very simplified, but if you're going to do a a T-TAP workout and let me just say that we don't advocate over-exercising. You can do something in 15 minutes, not even every day, and keep your body in shape. Now, for lymphatics, I would love to see everyone do um, what we call a primary backstretch, what Teresa has developed to put your body into alignment, to flex the spine in every direction, arching and scooping side to side, and even doing some uh, what we call tuck because we use the the um, the tailbone tucked under and a turning or twisting movement to drain that thoracic duct. I'd love to see everyone do that every day because it sets your body up for for it to work well and it also um, puts you in fat burning mode within ten minutes versus twenty minutes. That was an interesting find. I think it was through the the Cooper Institute when Teresa did some preliminary studies. So it, in other words, if, if your body can be set up to do what it wants to do, to detoxify the way that it's designed to detoxify, it can do it much more efficiently and quickly if you, if you can do some of these things and just help your body to be optimal. So you can do them on the ground or you would, um, that's what you're seeing if you have a mini tramp. Like mm-hmm. a rebounder, you could do these. You, your body would be in that the right position, even if you're bouncing. Right. Um, the thing that I would love to see in person on a person if they were going to do rebounding is, let me look at your knees. Let me see what your knees are doing when you're jumping. Let's see mm-hmm. how we can incorporate these principles so that when you come down on, on those joints, your knees aren't going inward. And, and, and then you can be leading towards knee issues or hip issues because everything's connected or ankle issues. And then one thing that I found that I would highly recommend a trainer in this situation, if someone has what's known as hypermobile joints, um, the connective tissue, the fascia is just not, um, it's just too lax. Then 
then there's more opportunity for those joints to flop open and and for injury. So I've had a number of clients that didn't realize that they had this issue, but when I'm working with them, I'm like, this is something you need to consider. And then we want to do even more specific tweaks to the movements for, just for them. So what I, what my clients have found and what I have seen is if they, if I get them set up with the ideal workout or workouts for them, and there are a variety, you have standing, you have seated, you have on the floor, you have ones that are working the connect, connective tissue more and um, some that are designed for safe, very great safety for seniors. And yet they will challenge anyone of any age. Um, but what I found that people like is four to eight sessions with me as a personal trainer to look at their form, to see that they're doing it properly, to optimize, to, to make little changes where their body needs it or um, just to, to help educate what are these TTAP principles and how can I incorporate them in my daily life. For example, if I'm driving in the car, if I can just take the palms of my hands underneath the steering wheel and grip it rather than um, over the top, so if I can grip the steering wheel with my palms out to the side instead of inward, pull on that steering wheel and pull my ribs up, I'm already activating a lot of those muscles along my spine where a lot of that lymphatic fluid is. Or if you're in the grocery store with your shopping cart, again, don't put where your thumbs are facing each other. Flip your hands over. Let your thumbs be to the outside. Grab that cart with the fingers and pull towards your body and lift those ribs up nice and tall. And then you're activating all the muscles along your back. If you're, if you're pulling on the bar of the shopping cart, though, are you going to be pulling the shopping cart off the floor by lifting up like that? Do you mean that? Or? You, might, you might think you are, but this is where we're getting into some resistance, um, which I'll call push-pull. So what you're doing is you're, you're pulling almost downward towards the floor with, those, with your fingers, mm. with the thumbs extended to the side. Mm -hmm. So that's allowing you to get resistance to pull those ribs up nice and tall and get that distance between the ribs and hips. Mm, that's something great. simple some, tip. It's very simple. There are a lot of those simple tips that, um, that you can incorporate. I think Teresa might be coming out with a book about sneaky fitness. Oh, good. <laughs> so it's and how we sneak fitness into our daily life. And this is what I like. And is there anything that you all have uh, discovered that it's especially good for digestion, constipation, or... You know, just um, moving that your food more efficiently through your digestive tract. Yes, there are a lot of reports of improved digestion, assimilation, and elimination. And I will say this because this is a unique feature of TTAP. I have not seen this anywhere else. Um, it's kind of a twofold. If, if for aesthetics, it's a way to have a flatter stomach. But really, what it's doing, it's helping your digestion, and 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 it's called organs in place. It's, it is what it's called, <laughs> Organ, putting your organs in place, literally. We can do it in a standing position. We can do it on the floor. And we're actually slightly manipulating the organs because gravity causes them to pull downwards. And we're putting them back up into place. And you can actually rehab prolapsed organs like uteruses with this um, method of movement. I did it at a retreat that actually you and I were both at. And I had an interesting comment of feedback from a gal who'd never done anything with TTAP, excuse me, any done, any done anything with TTAP before. And she told me that she had a lot of bloating from a meal she had just eaten. And I did that exercise um, for a group of people and immediately the bloating went away. That's so interesting. that was interesting. I've never had, I've never had that comment before. So there, things like that are, are helping with the um, digestion and the the bloating and and of course I think that that manual manual stimulation of our organs might also be stimulating that galt you know mm -hmm. the the yeah, gut associated lymphoid tissue in that small intestine so it definitely just, would and then what about breast health you know I I'm for sure this is the start of breast cancer tumors and all uh, uh, even cysts. 
because yeah. you've got all that lymph right there at the breast for men prostate too. This must have a very positive effect on breast and prostate health. Absolutely, it does. Um, I'm a real advocate of breast health. And I've had some breast cancer in my, um, thankfully not my mom, but her mother and sisters. And then I've got the genetics for not real um, wonderful processing of the estrogen either. So I'm very much about um, being proactive and preventative for breast health. So one thing I want to mention that's that I feel like I recommend to everyone, um, literally, I don't think that there's anyone that this wouldn't benefit, and that is dry skin brushing. And we can target the breast area, but we're, it'll, it'll affect the entire body. The lymphatic vessels are just underneath the, the skin, so we don't need to do anything um, hard or digging deep, but Teresa has developed a very specific sequence of skin brushing with her extensive study of the lymphatic system. And what we're going to do, that's another way of moving the lymph when you can't maybe do a lot of actual movement of your body, or I just like to do it as part of my morning routine. But we're going to specifically target the breast tissue as well as we do that. There's a lot of lymphatic tissue in the breast. So we need to keep that moving. The other thing that I like to do and recommend to all women and girls of, you know, puberty and beyond is um, a self-lymphatic massage. So this was, there was um, one that was actually developed by, I don't know if she was a sonographer. She worked with breast cancer patients and maybe she, I think, believe she was a nurse but the one I teach that I like, there are, there are several variations. Um, it will give full range of movement to um, the breast tissue. And there's some, some, a little bit of pumping and movement that I teach people so that the tissue is draining, is continually draining. One of the things that is really not so beneficial is um, the way that we wear our bras in the United States, especially. Um, if it leaves a mark around your um, body, then that's probably cutting off your lymphatic fluid. And then there's some question about things with wires and EMFs and all that. Have you ever found a bra that you would recommend? That's a good question. I just specifically look for ones that don't have wires and I just look at how they fit me and that they don't leave marks. Um, I have a, a friend and she has overcome breast cancer. Her name is Venus DiMarco. I don't know if you've ever heard of her. She's self-published a book about her, her journey. And I think she, I don't know how serious she is, but she talks about sometimes developing a bra that's, you know, promotes breast health. So mm -hmm. I can ask There's her about that. Definitely a need for one. Maybe anyone listening can email us and let us know that right. uh, they've found one. What right. about, you know, so many young girls today, and I know this is because of the um, uh, xenoestrogens in the environment and where our girls are developing too quickly. The boys are not developing the testosterone as they turn into teenagers that a couple of generations ago men have. But you so commonly see young girls with really, really large breasts, so they're estrogen dominant. But I'm sure circulation is playing a role. Have you personally or has Teresa ever worked with young women who have their breasts are too large and then they choose to do a surgery that I just can't imagine, you know, doing is... Um, breast reduction because with that type of surgery, you know, they literally remove the nipple. I've known some young girls that have done it. It's been so painful. It would be wonderful if there was some way to make the breast smaller by doing this type of, you know, therapy basically. Yes. A couple of things I'll comment on that. One is um, to go along with the, the self breast massage I also um, recommend that people, if they would like, um, there's a product that I um, 
have used and liked and can highly recommend and, and I can even sell that is um, some essential oils that have been studied to help um, preventatively and even with fibrocystic breasts to help with that. But to touch on the estrogen idea, this is really interesting. Teresa has seen definite um, impact on hormone balancing. And a lot of it we don't really even understand yet. But some of it ties in with these groin lymph nodes for some reason. And she has a specific workout. She has many, but one of the workouts called the ladybug workout. And I like her names. They're, they're just a little descriptive. So if you think of a ladybug, it's got that big center area. <laughs> and that's what we end up with sometimes as we're going through menopause when the hormones are disrupted. But there's some of the workouts that she has where we're on on the floor, either seated or on our backs, and we open up the the legs into certain position to release the buildup of lymph in that groin tissue. There's something about that that helps to balance the hormones and release estrogen. I've heard the story. This was before I was involved with TTAP when she was developing this workout um, as a hormone balancing workout, and she was trying it out on the participants at one of her annual retreats, when she got to a certain part and did this particular move, several women just burst into tears <laughs> and they didn't know why, but it was a release of estrogen from their wow. bodies. Interesting. Because mm-hmm. estrogen is very much connected to serotonin, which of course yes. is about sadness and depression. That's very fascinating. Right. The other thing um, she talks about too is just walking. There are some TTAP walking workouts and that also just the walking movement, that lymphatic movement will help if you've got too much, um, too much horm- too many hormones racing around and they're not in balance. The other thing connected with estrogen that I can think of is um, also connected with blood sugar. There's a, a movement that's... Um, I'd say under under 10 minutes, five to seven minute movement that you can do that's been proven to lower your blood sugar between 60 and 85 points within those few minutes. And then there's that connection between blood sugar and estrogen. So all these things tied together and you don't, when you're doing these workouts by video or with a trainer, you don't really understand or, or realize all these things that are woven into it that Teresa has masterfully woven into these workouts because it's balancing hormones, it's releasing the lymph fluid, it's lowering your blood sugar when it's too high, it's toning Stress, what about yes, toning muscles, stress? I mean, like for the many people out there that would rather not meditate, that's just not their thing, can you do 10, 15 minutes of the TTAP instead? I would say yes, because I have had the experience myself where I, you know, just with my hormone disruptions, I would do a few minutes of T-tap and immediately have a brighter mood and, and a calmer mind. And so part of that too is, um, it, I, I can't explain all of this, but I will touch on it. Teresa, since she studied pre-med, she has a, a just a very intricate understanding of how if you move your pinky in a certain way, if you if you hold your hands in a position where your fingers are together and your thumb is apart versus spreading your fingers apart versus if your hand is like a mitten and then you pull your fingers back as much as you can and be like a scooped mitten. All of these things are going to trigger different connective tissue, different nerves, um, different organs. So she'll have us hold our hands or our feet in different ways if we want to affect our adrenals, our adrenal glands in a particular way. So this is what's fascinating because you're talking about cortisol, right? Cortisol mm-hmm. tied in with stress. Right. And so this, is, this was the lifesaver for me that I needed to be able to regulate my cortisol because I've got adrenal issues and, mm-hmm. and stressors That's there. a huge number of people. Yes, the, the 21st century epidemic, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> adrenal fatigue. So we can target 
we, we can protect those precious adrenals and, and the cortisol and we can help to level those out just by the way we manipulate different parts of our body. So that would be great. You know, you're not supposed to really exercise before you go to sleep because then you'll, you can be too energetic, but this would be, she probably has a program that you all teach for, um, before you go to bed, calm you down. You know, that's one reason people can't fall asleep at night because their cortisol is still too high. Exactly. There would be some things you can do and there would also be, I would highly recommend the the move that I mentioned, um, the primary back stretch, just to get your body in alignment and, and for things to be able to relax and possibly those organs in place. There are various things that you can do um, kind of to set your body up for a good night's sleep as well. So I would recommend that. Well, Linda, I was really glad when we met because I had been trying to reach Teresa Tapp a couple of times. She was so busy and uh, we just didn't connect with her schedule. So I was thrilled when I met you at Rita Marie Lascalzo's um, workshop. It was called Spring into Vitality in Austin. She's a friend of both of ours, Rita Marie, great, great person. So when you said you would be happy to be on our podcast, I was thrilled because Teresa is very hard to, to reach. So how about reaching you? Like how does somebody get in touch with you to have a few private sessions with you? And do you mind telling us what that would cost? I would not mind telling you anything about that. That would be, that would be my pleasure. Let me give you my website address is fitmehealthy.com since I do health coaching and fitness. So fit, F-I-T, me, M-E, and then healthy, fitmehealthy.com. And you can reach me at linda at fitmehealthy.com or alternately you can reach me at linda at t-tapp.com, linda at t-tap.com. What I would like to do is put together some packages for your listeners that would really benefit them. I'll, I'll put together um, maybe a simple skin brushing lymphatic package and then um, a more inclusive breast health package that will have the breast massage and the breast oils. And then I'll put together some packages for those that would like to get started with the personal training with me. How would that be? Perfect. That's really great. By the way, I ordered several um, packages of the or kits, I guess you call them, for breast health. And I gave them as gifts to people because I know they have, you know, little cysts developing and they're real concerned about that. And they were so happy to have a tool like that. Plus, it smells great. So can you just describe the breast health kit, I guess? is that What, what do you call it, actually? If you go to your website to order it, what, what do you call it? Um, I would call that the Women's Lymphatic Health Kit, the one that includes the um, the breast oil. And it was researched and designed. Well, how I came in contact with the woman who creates the breast oil was I switched. Um, I never really felt right about mammography, and I'm not telling anyone what to do or not do. This was just my personal decision. I wanted something that was less invasive and didn't have the radiation. So I turned to thermography, which if your listeners don't know what that is, it's just a thermal scan of the body that will help to pick up really early signs of inflammation and other issues that might be going on. And it was recommended to me by the thermographer that I used at the time that I look into this breast oil. And so... I contacted the woman who creates it. She's up in Wisconsin and I'm in Illinois. Um, let me also mention, since I'm here, that I do have a Facebook page that people can also join. It's called TTAP Central Illinois. And don't worry, wherever you live, you're welcome. You can join me there as well. So getting back to the breast oil, I contacted, Joyce is her name, and I was very, very impressed with her product, with the quality of the oils she used, and with the education that she had as an aromatherapist and the research that she'd done into the oils and the properties and the qualities and how they would help with the lymphatic system and how they would help with um, fibrocystic breasts. And in combination with the um, self-massage, I've, I've recommended to friends and they have reported to me that they used to have painful, lumpy breasts and that that was, that was fading. The pain was going away and the cysts were going away. So I think this combination of skin brushing, 
I also have a face brush because we have, we mentioned that we have lymphatic tissue in our face is another good thing to do. I think when you fly, because the lymph can collect underneath the eyes, I don't know if that's ever happened to you, but that can happen as well. Mm. No, it doesn't, but that's good to know. Do you just take the brush and um, brush upwards or brush around or just stimulate your skin with a little brush? Mm -hmm. There's a little method with that too, but basically if I had to describe it, I would say you're going in circular motions upward and outward in most of the, most of the facial area, starting from the chin going up. Um, Then you're coming down the nose and then very, very slightly, and it's a different brush than you would use for the skin brushing. Um, I sell both of those brushes, but you would take very lightly from the outside of the eyes, brushing inwards to the nose. So that one's a little different. Mm -hmm. So that's how you get your forehead. Mm-hmm. And the then your forehead would be going outward from the center to the outside and then down the nose and then just under the eyes comes inward. Everything else goes outward and upward. If you can think anti-gravity, outward and upward. So we also don't want to pull our skin down, right? We don't, we don't want to have saggy skin. Um, Teresa actually has an entire package called the cellulite reduction technique which incorporates the skin brushing along with some nutrition so that you give your body the nutrients to make the proper collagen in your skin because that starts to um, degrade as we age as well. So she has um, some very specific alfalfa that she has grown for her in limited quantities by someone who's doing some very high medical research in another country to use this for... um, I believe anti-cancer research actually. So she's got she's got some prize um, things that we have access to because of her and her connections with her pre-med colleagues. So anyway, there's there there's more that we can get into with the whole skin health. But the package would have your face brush, your skin brush, um, the breast um, oil instructions from Teresa on how to, to sequence to do the skin brushing instructions on how to do the breast lymphatic massage and then also um, a CD from Teresa that she designed on just skin health in general and all the different things that you can do to have good skin health and reduced cellulite. And I want to make a note on cellulite because I recently heard and maybe you know more about this that um, some people with their genetics have a tendency to to accumulate the fat and the cellulite underneath their skin while others have the predisposition to have that adipose fat, which we know is not good around the organs. Mm-hmm. And, and you were mentioning collagen. There's actually a gene for that that we can test for in the smart DNA test. Some people uh, literally don't make enough collagen. And so taking um, extra, you can take collagen. You know, Dave Asprey mm-hmm. has a product that you can just stir right into water or you can have, you know, make sure that when you make broth, you, like chicken right. broth, you add a couple extra chicken feet and then you get tons of collagen in there. That jelly-like stuff that's around your salmon or your chicken, you know, that's collagen. So, you know, people with, that have a tendency to, to, they deplete their collagen early in life. That's something that, and then, then they're going to look older. Uh, that's yep. something that you can, you know, balance out. So this is really important. And that's what I love. There's so many solutions out in the world today. I I'm always really excited to have, you know, my tribe knowing about this so that their life just gets better and better and better. So I really appreciate you being on. the. There's one thing I wanted to mention that's new that I just learned about and because it's brand new information and you're aware of it too, that um, they the brain they've just discovered has its own lymph system. And this is a huge discovery because what does the lymph do? Well, it takes toxins away from an area, so in this case, away from the brain. And of course, if you have a lot of toxins in your gut and you're, because you're eating poorly and, you know, not digesting well and, and are trying to eat your food under stress and all, then, then any, which so many of us are doing, then now the lymph system is going to be, uh, come toxic, of course, and then the toxins are going to go right into the brain. So the brain has its own uh, direct connection to the lymphatic system. I just wanted to point that out. It's probably going to have a huge implication for people that work, you know, with the brain, like people that are looking at Parkinson's and Alzheimer's. We form these plaques in our brain because our brain lymph system isn't 
able to drain away the toxins. I just wanted to point that out sort of as a last-minute thought to leave people with. Um, I, I t- our time is up, unfortunately. There is an article uh, that Linda sent me. Uh, I've heard, I heard that, but I hadn't actually seen a really good article on it. So if you're interested in it, you know, knowing more about about the lymph and about the brain that they've just discovered, uh, the the it's in businessinsider.com. You go there and you, you know, uh, type. Actually, after that, you put forward slash brain hyphen immune hyphen system hyphen connection. The rest of the link will come up for you, and you can read that article. So, so Linda, thank you so much. The work that you're doing is really very important and awakening us to the importance of the limb system is something I'm very grateful for. And I hope people um, will want to, you know, do this type of exercise. It sounds so easy. Um, Work with a coach. It sounds like a super simple thing to do just three or four times and you're set for life. So thank you very much for spending this time with us today. Thank you so much for having me. I love educating people and I know you do too. Absolutely. You know, really, it starts with education. First of all, you've got to know what to do before you can decide, you know, what supplement should I eat? What's my best diet? And so on. You've got to have information first. So that's the value of podcasts like this. Thank you, Linda. Thank you. And I'd like to thank everybody else that's been listening. If you're new to Body Ecology, please subscribe to Body Ecology Living with Donna Gates. Uh, it's a subscription, so you'll always you know, be able to get in and, and listen to our exciting podcasts. They're full of amazing information. Uh, feel free to leave a comment in the review section and on Facebook. And hopefully you'll be joining us for many, many more of these podcasts. Have a great day. Thank you.